0: even smart hello everybody and welcome back to you're, you're not, not even smart hello uh, well you started saying it and then you got
1: quiet <laughs> what are you doing
0: hello everybody and welcome back to you're, you're not, not even, even smart <laughs> i'm amanda and i'm kate and today is my day to tell you a story i'm going to tell you about the harlem mansion cool what's that? So it is a, it's, it's a mansion in Mm. Harlem. Hey, Um, it is about the Collier brothers. Okay. Collier brothers. It's C-O-L-L-Y-E-R. Langley and Homer. Langley and Homer. Yes. Some bad names. Yeah. Um, So I'll give you one guess to what my source is on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is it Ripley's? It is Ripley's. Thank you, (laughs) friend. Um, Sponsor me, Ripley's. Um, (laughs) So this is, this story starts in the 1900s, in the early 1900s. The brothers, Langley and Homer, were very early settlers into America. They apparently, allegedly came over on a ship that came right after the Mayflower. So they were like pretty early settler family into. They've been here. Yeah, into America. Um, so they had this house in Harlem, and when their mother passed away, uh, they inherited the home. Okay. Neither of them like had kids or got married or anything. They just lived with each other. Um, Homer was a lawyer, and Langley was a piano dealer, and they had like just fully normal lives. Um, at one point, Homer, the um, lawyer lost his sight and became paralyzed. Both and, no, Homer did. Yeah. Yeah, he did both both of those things. Damn. Yes. Um and they decided They say from what? Like no, how? No. Um but they didn't ever get any like medical attention or anything. Langley just like quit his job and decided to be his brother's caretaker. Um Damn. he th- there's other interviews and stuff that were done that said that he just—they de- decided not to like consult a doctor because one of their parents was a doctor and they had a full collection of medical books. So he was gonna Any doctor like heavy air quotes, like Doctor Kellogg. <laughs> um, he was gonna cure his brother, and his big concern was that his—they were gonna like cut his brother's optic nerve, and then what he year was would this? Never be able to recover. This was in like the. Early, like, 1900s. Yeah. So there's, like, an actual quote. It says, we decided not to call any doctors. You see, we knew too much about medicine. Uh That is a direct quote from Langley Collier. Good. Um, So he spent all his time, like, just bathing him, dressing him, like, taking care of him. All of that stuff. And he started just becoming weird. Like, just weird. So... He would, you know, play piano for him and read poetry. And then he would just go out and, like, collect junk. Old pianos, car parts, newspaper, all kinds of just, like, stuff. Okay. So he started becoming more, like, reclusive and stopped seeing people. Um And then there were, like, myths about him. Like, because he became so, like, peculiar and recluse that, like, he went out at night and was being, like, creepy. And there were, like, rumors that him and his brother were actually, like, incredibly wealthy. And even with those rumors, the electricity and water and telephone services got cut off from their house because they did not pay the bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he was just being a hoarder.
0: <laughs> so he put his engineering... In- like knowledge to use, which I guess he had or he had books on, I don't know, um, and built a radio. Okay. To have contact with the outside world. He could have just leave the house. They <laughs> bought a Ford Model T. Okay. And took it apart and reassembled it to use for electricity on the house. Damn. All right. Um, they put it like they, put it, they did it in the cellar of the house, and they used it for a while to generate electricity. So they just, like, built a generator. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a heater that they shared, and they went to local parks to get water. So, like,
1: yeah. let everything
0: get cut off, and we're like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, they had... So other people were talking about him and stuff because he looked like he did not take care of himself like his clothes were like tattered yeah. not put together he had like pins to like keep everything so there's this rumor that he's like super rich but also like he can't fully dress himself or pay any bills to keep yeah. anything on
1: it's all um, show
0: but then the bank came and was gonna evict them from the house and langley wrote them a check on the spot for the balance of the house and told them to leave i mean good but, I mean, if you have money to pay off yeah, your house, why? but you are
1: getting your electricity and shit cut off. I mean, if you can get it for free from a generator in your
0: basement. But they like had to buy a whole steam? car to do that. They bought a Ford Model T. Like, they, Maybe that was cheaper. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but
1: also, so, like, electricity was... I'm still trying to put together, like, what year was this?
0: Because... So it says when everything kind of hits the fan, it's 1947. Okay. So all of this is prior to that. So like electricity was probably shoddy before then. No, probably not. But I don't know. Maybe I wasn't it was alive cheaper then. to buy like an old car and throw it in your basement. So at one point, there was a small fire that happened in the house. Okay. From
1: their shitty generator that they built out of the car. Probably.
0: Great guess. <laughs> Um, And Langley refused to let the firefighters see his brother and check on him. Um, Nobody had seen Homer in years at this point. Yeah, that man's dead. He's not. (laughs) I'll tell you. Um, They asked him about Homer and he said that he's getting better. And there's another quote that Langley said to reporters. Homer eats 100 oranges a week. And is improving. He can sit up a little now. A hundred oranges a week? A hundred oranges a week. That's so much. So they had, I mentioned that they had like, he was collecting a bunch of stuff. And so he had like a bunch of newspapers. Yeah. And the firemen were like, yo, what up with all those newspapers? And Langley said, well, I'm keeping them so that Homer can catch up on the world when he gets his sight back. You can't just read to him? Well, he was though. Like that's what I was like, okay. So this is okay, so this is all before the Great Depression. So then yeah. the Great Depression hit and everything like changed around the neighborhood and they got more like paranoid. Yeah. Just Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they started boarding up the wind well, I say they, Homer was paralyzed. Yeah. Langley started boarding up the house. And, like, windows and started setting up booby traps inside the house to deter, like, burglars. Um, He bought a house next door to stop people from, like, trying to look into it. I wish I could do that. Somebody (laughs) tried to buy their house and they fully just, like, ignored him. Yeah. So, in 1947, when I said shit hit the fan, a report had been filed um, with the police against them. And it was about a dead body. Oh no. So, police went in, and there was 120 tons of junk in the house. Oh, yeah. So, full hoarder. Full hoarder. Tons? T- tons. 120 tons. How did they even measure that? I, I'm well, when they <laughs> removed everything, yeah. which they had to do because of the next part of this. <laughs> so, there was no heat or electricity in this house, remember? There were dozens of Grand Pianos. Yeah. Um, they Damn. had to disarm booby traps, climb through tunnels, dig through trash until they found Homer dead. Yeah. They had, you know, come to the conclusion that he had been dead for about half a day. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. He had starved and they couldn't find Langley. So they just found his brother's dead body and no sight of him. So people, you know, they put out like a be on the lookout yeah. for um, Langley. And people were like, he fled. He, Everybody was convinced that he's just disguising himself and has like bailed. Yeah. Um, after two weeks of searching, they found him. You want to guess where he was? In the house. In the house. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He was buried under a mountain of junk 10 feet from where they found Homer. One of his booby traps went off while he was bringing Homer a sandwich. And it killed him. Oh, no. And starved his brother. Yeah, that's rough. Um, After that, they removed all the junk from the mansion, which is how I'm assuming they were able to, like, weigh it all. Yeah. And uh, started... Wanting to demolition it. Um, And now it is currently a park named for the brothers. Uh. It is the Collier Mansion. Um, But it started a thing that they do for the fire departments over there. It is a code. Collier Mansion is a code for a home filled with debris. A hoarder house. Posing danger to occupants and rescue workers. So it is now a code used because of that situation. Damn. Isn't
1: that crazy? So they just, like, police over the radio will be like, we got to
0: call your house. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, no. But no. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the house got torn down. Um, it's a park over there now, but the park is named after the brothers. Mm-hmm. But how crazy is that? He's, like, tending to his brother and set off a booby trap and died and yeah. starved his brother in the process. Well, there's only one person taking care of you. Yeah. What happens if your caretaker dies? I did watch an episode of. Um, there's a show I like called 911, and they had an episode that because I always say, you know, they they'll put things out there like Law and Order where it's like this does not depict anything. Yeah. And it does. It totally it does. Do, it totally does. We've watched. I've watched the episode that is very clearly another version of like the John Benet Ramsey case. Yeah. Um, so shows do that where they take real life situations and run with them. Anyway, I didn't realize until after I read this, but there was an, a full episode on, um, nine one, I think it was nine one one. And they go into a hoarder house with this guy who was fully paranoid and had set a bunch of booby traps. And he ended up like, I think he got caught in his own one and they ended up coming in to rescue him. And I'm like a hundred percent sure that is just based on. Yeah. There's probably so many
1: things like that. Isn't
0: that crazy? Yeah. Do you watch that show Hoarders? I have before. Yes.
1: It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I've seen it. It's terrible, but like was, was I'm going to watch There was one it.
0: where somebody like died. I mean, there's probably been a couple Oh, but yeah. That happens often. Usually it's like, "Oh, their pet." Well, I'm pretty sure I like read maybe I read a thing or something where an old woman and her son like lived with her and she was a hoarder and she thought her son just like moved out and then they like yeah. found his body. Yeah. In the house. That shit's cr- So
1: I used to work for a junk removal company. Mm -hmm. Um, I just did like the appointment setting. I've never been into like a full hoarder house, but I've definitely talked to like the people who did remove the junk. And so somebody would call and be like, I need three, you know, dumpsters, blah, blah, blah at this location for these days. And I would have to ask like, okay, if if you were to like estimate the amount of stuff you have, would it fit into the bed of a pickup truck or a one-car garage? Right. Just to like estimate the size of dumpster they would need. Mm-hmm. And like a an actual junk removal man would get on the phone and be like, Caitlin, look, we need, they are not exaggerating, we need like four to eight full-size dumpsters at this Holy property. Shit. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Don't worry. I am sending them all. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Um, Also, have you ever heard that there is a band or there was a band episode of the X-Files? Maybe. I feel like that sounds familiar. Um, There was a band. It was only banned for a few years. Okay. Um, But it was because it originally came out in like 1996. It's... It's either season three or four. The episode is called Home. Um, it's available on Amazon. So okay, go watch it if you want to. Trigger warning. It's disgusting. Why? What happened? Um, But this reminded me of the band episode of X-Files. Okay. <laughs> because it is like a creepy old house that they go and investigate, obviously. Yeah. And the people who live there, like, hoard a lot of things around the community because they don't go out in the daytime because they are not good good looking humans if you can call them humans okay um and they like hoard things around their house and it is incredibly booby trapped in case people come in Mm -hmm. and like the rest of the episode i don't think i should even talk about like go watch it if you want to it's called home it's season three or four it's on amazon um but that reminded me of it and one of the guys like kills himself like Mm -hmm. um, scully like runs down the hallway and trips and falls. The man chasing her continues running and runs into his own tripwire down the hallway and kills himself with his own booby trap.
0: Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode from 1996. If you 1996. haven't watched The X-Files. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, it's probably very similarly based on this. Uh, oh, no. Um, <laughs> maybe I need to watch but it. But like a little... <laughs> I want to know why it was banned. It was just, like, too wild
1: for TV at mm. the time. It was Fair 1996, enough. and, like, the the real, like, plot of the story is, like, how can I even describe? Like, have you seen The Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it's something like, well, no, because The Hills Have Eyes was due to, like, radiation, and this was, like, just inbreeding.
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that. <laughs> have you ever known a hoarder? I don't know if this would like
1: offend anyone. <laughs> but like I have some tendencies cuz yeah. that shit's genetic. Yeah. Um my grandparents on both sides. Um but most well my grandfathers on both sides, I should say. Okay. For real. My my grandpa on one side um literally like owned I guess what you would call a junkyard mm-hmm. that was just his like front yard. Um, so there's that, um, and then made like, it into a business. Kinda like he just uh, he ran a trucking company for a little while, mm-hmm. and then if anything died, it did not get sold or scrapped or thrown away. It lived in the front yard, gotcha. and then the backyard, and then the side yard, and then the porch. Yeah. And then in the house. Just fill in space. And when my grandfather passed away, there was so much to go through. My whole family was there and it took a long time. That's rough. And then the same for the other side of my family. When my grandparents passed away, there was a lot that they had to get gone through multiple mm-hmm. times. And then even after they were gone, there was like a storage unit that they just had with shit in there uh-huh. that they hadn't seen in like probably 30 years that they, they just needed. They had to yeah. keep it. Um,
0: so, like, yeah. I I knew someone in college. Um, I only went to college for, like, three days. But, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a friend. And her, her whole family was very kind. Um, but I think what's, like, wild to me is uh, she never presented to me that, like, her mother was, and I don't know if she even, like, realized at the time. Yeah. I had never been in that situation before. And so she was like, oh, come over. And I went into the house, and I was like, oh. It was very clear, like, pathways through the house and boxes on, like, either side of you. There was still, like, a walkway for sure and just unopened boxes of stuff. Yeah. And I remember, like, we went into the kitchen and we were, like, trying to make stuff. But there was just so much stuff on the counters. It smelled. They had, like, cats and dogs. Yeah. And it sure smelled like they did and stuff. I mean, they were genuinely so nice. And it really didn't seem to phase anybody yeah. in the well, house. Well, you don't know
1: any different if that's where you where live. You, yeah. And then, like, when you're not taught those things, that's why I say it, not necessarily genetic. Because, like, I was taught to clean up after myself and, like, get rid of shit. But it like lingers, I think, and yeah. like if you're not taught any different from how that. to clean up yeah. or how to do things, like those things keep going until you like break your own cycle and force yeah. yourself to do things like. So, like it's not their fault. It's just no, not your no, fault,
0: and it's so hard yeah. to like. And like honestly, like for the it looked like it really wasn't as bad as like what I've seen on hoarders or anything yeah. like that. Um, it really looked like I mean they'd been living there for a while, but how I imagine if I downsized my house and everything was in boxes. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Like again, there were pathways like if everywhere. Everything in your house got put in boxes and moved into like a studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much how it was. And but I was still just taken like very aback. Like I didn't know how like I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. And I was just like, I'm just gonna exist here and I was really like confused for me because at that point like I didn't know I know I was like in college but I was very sheltered in the town I grew up in um but it was just definitely different and totally normal for them um but like my friend her bedroom was not like that at all yeah so like I don't know if she realized or like wanted like, her space, space. Yeah. yeah so I did, and again, very, very nice. They were very sweet, all of them. Um, But yeah, it was a very weird experience for me just because that's not something I've ever experienced. I, I used to joke about how my little sister is a hoarder. She has sentimental attachments to everything at any given time. You could give her a ball of yarn, and she would be like, oh, my God, and she'd put it up on the mantle and be like, that's the ball of yarn my sister got me. Yeah. And if you're listening, um, you know exactly who you are.
1: If you were to ask my husband, he'd say I'm a hoarder. Because, yeah, a hoarder.
0: like,
1: compared to how he grew up, yeah, I am 100%. Mm-hmm. His mom is, like, minimalist. Like, such a clean, spotless house with nothing in it, like, type thing. And that is how he, like, kind of wants to live sometimes. And I am, like... No, we need to decorate. There needs to be 12 plants There's on that shelf. There's a difference
0: shelf. between eclectic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think there is, like, eclectic and... But... But from his There are definitely things that, like, why do I have that yeah, still? I'm this. I am way. 30 years old, and that is from 15 years ago. Yeah. That's <laughs> how... My
0: husband's the same way as yours in that regard, where, like... I, and I wonder, too, like, your husband has siblings... My husband has siblings, but they're both the youngest. Mm -hmm. And you and I grew up in very large families where even um, your space was not always your space. No, never. And so... I think I shared a room, like, up mm -hmm.
1: until high school, yeah, at
0: least. And so I think, like, once, especially for, like, me and you, because... We're both like messy bitches. Yeah. And absolutely. so, like, I think for me, like, when I was given the opportunity to have my own space, like, I really wanted it to be mine. And now that I'm an adult, I take advantage of that fact that, like, this yeah. whole house this is, is mine. all mine. Yeah. <laughs> and so I
1: can put this empty
0: Starbucks cup wherever the fuck I want exactly. I'm the one who has to clean it up exactly. anyway. And by I have to clean it up, it's my husband. Um, no, that's me. In my house. Uh, yeah. Hey. But like, I know when me and my husband moved together, I think one of my things, like when I get into bed at the end of the night, I never, ever, ever, my biggest, that's my biggest problem is clothes, being everywhere. Um, So like by the side of my bed, I will like undress and just leave a whole pile there. So I remember when we lived in New Zealand and my husband's side of the room was just meticulous and spotless and everything's where it should be. And mine was a pile of clothes you could not see the literally floor.
1: walk upstairs in my house right now that's what our bedroom looks like yeah and
0: and I have like I have my things like I always there's always q-tips is my problem that's my biggest yeah. problem and so like I am I'm messy and stuff but then I get into my like bouts of cleaning where I'm like okay I have to I have to get out of this and sometimes those are spaced far and few between Very sometimes I get overwhelmed with it and I have to communicate that with my significant other and be like listen I know it's bugging you please understand it's bugging me and I don't even yeah, know where to start But I don't
1: know how to handle it that's, yeah
0: that's another thing and it probably circles to hoarding too is
1: that like depression that's what it is yeah. It is mental illness um which hoarding is a mental illness yeah and I feel like even just having uh more than normal messy house for longer than normal and I do too I have to my husband will like he'll come home sometimes and be like how you doing yeah things are getting like a little worse than normal and I'm like yeah you called me out and then I get like mental illness guilt Mm -hmm. and I have to go like hide because I feel like I've like been caught
0: yeah I did the same thing and like I I don't know Mine might just be honestly like a symptom of my like ADHD and it's that object permanence for me because I don't spend a whole lot of time in my bedroom. Yeah. And so by the time I get into my bedroom at the end of the night, it's, it's bedtime. Yeah. I'm not going to do We're anything. not doing this. And I get up in the morning and I get ready and I leave. And like, you know, that's, that's it for me. So for my husband, he does spend a lot of time in our bedroom because that's where his computer is. And so I know it's like a mess in his space. And it gets overwhelming for him. And we've had a couple of conversations because, like, I'm aware of it. And sometimes it gets to a point where I'm, like, I just don't even know how to tackle it. But I don't want to say anything because I don't want him to feel like I'm manipulating him into doing anything or make it seem like I can't handle it and stuff. Because I'm a woman. I'm a mom. I'm supposed to handle everything. And um, especially, like, I know, yeah, you get up
1: and you go somewhere in the morning. You have a full-time job. Like, yeah. It is my full-time job. I am
0: a stay-at-home mom and I still am like, I don't have time. Okay, but (laughs) back that up a second because being a stay-at-home mom, just dealing with your kids' like livelihood on a daily basis. Yeah. Like studies have been done that that is like working multiple full-time jobs. Yeah.
1: It is. Uh, But I'm just like, it is my job to... with them and keep the house clean and like
0: "Mm, i don't do that yeah but both that's like working an extra full-time job on top of keeping the house clean like it's just keeping your kids especially we just saw that video recently where children are 800 times worse with their moms yeah than their dads they sure are you've also got it 800 times worse than normal like it's that's that's a whole thing in itself but The object permanence for me is like, as soon as I walk out of that room, I don't even notice. And then it slowly like creeps up on me. And I've finally been able to like, my husband and I communicate well enough that I can be like, I am overwhelmed with this. I want to do this. I don't know how to start. I don't have the energy to start. And when I start telling him stuff like that is when he'll be like, hey, I'm going to do laundry from this pile, whatever you really want, like washed, put in this basket. And I'll do that. And, like, he's gotten real good about that. And um, sometimes he just will tackle it for me because he knows where I'm at. Um, And our bathroom also used to be a good catch-all. Like, the counter space is a good catch-all for stuff. But (laughs) our cat is in our room, like, in the evenings and stuff. And he has, like, a little cubby area in our bathroom. Um, And I have to keep everything off the counter or he will throw it onto the floor um he messes up my bathtub every day like he yeah attacks everything on my bathtub um but the counter was a big thing and my counter has been so clean since we got a cat since you got a cat yeah because he but like will... don't get a cat to try to solve Absolutely your not. messy problem I because <laughs> now it just goes somewhere else no yeah it will <laughs> it will go on your floor in your dresser it's not a good idea but my bathroom has been clean yeah so. hell yeah <laughs> I'm not getting a cat. No. But. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I thought it was just, like, really interesting. And it, it also, this whole story, like, really sparked my interest because I correlated it to that TV show that I watched. Yeah. And I, it just, it brought up that idea that, like, all these shows that are, like, it's not based on anything real absolutely is taking from, like, real yeah, life. Yeah, of course. But I thought that was really interesting that they had a code word for when a house for hoarder houses yeah Yeah, that's cool yeah that was interesting so 1947 that started wild I know well that's uh that's us today um and join us well we'll be back in a few weeks because Caitlin's going on vacation but all these are pre-recorded so you get to enjoy them even while she's gone even though I'm not here yep (laughs) So learn a little something and join us next week for another episode of You're Not Even Smart. And neither am I. Bye. are not even smart.